We continue to try to decipher what it all means as far as social media goes. Kyler Murray, the Arizona Cardinals, the Redbirds 2022 opponents are set and why they're going to win more games on the road again 2022 than they win at home. And ESPN tabs a top destination as the Arizona Cardinals for a premier free agent corner, who it is, and the Cardinals make it work out cap-wise. We're talking all about it on today's Lockdown Cardinals. It's Bo Brock. It's Alex Clancy. You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rise up, Red Sea, or don't. It's the offseason. Take a, a seat, you know, maybe even lay down. Just turn us up wherever you may be listening across uh, all platforms. We're free. Of course, it's Locked On Cardinals. You can subscribe to our YouTube page. You can see us talk about the Arizona Cardinals and start to preview this offseason. As I said, we're probably going to put a little button on what Kyler Murray posted yesterday across the social channels. What he meant by nonsense. Is he talking about the organization? Is he talking about us, the media? Uh, what is he talking about? Cap space. Where can the Arizona Cardinals create some? Because they're tied to some premier free agents. They've got to go out there and retain some guys. How can they do it? They're pretty close against the number that's projected. New league year begins. And uh, we'll get into the opponents that the Arizona Cardinals are going to take. A bit of a doozy. As far as the home slates concerned, a barn Alex. burner, if, if if we may, uh, yeah, the the Cardinals had an easy easy road comparatively speaking the last two seasons with who their opponents were. Um, fun's over, fun's over, especially at home. Let's put a button on this. Kyler Murray made his first. Uh, he broke his silence on social media in regards to the Arizona Cardinals in regards to the noise. We've got it up on our YouTube. You can see that. Uh, what he mentioned was nonsense. He said he's all this nonsense is what I'm not about. Um, never have been, never will be. I, I'm curious what he meant by that because I, I think he means, you know, just this, the three ring circus that was created from, you know, pointing out that he, he doesn't follow the Cardinals. I still don't know if he ever did or not, and that he scrubbed social media channels of anything of Cardinals. Uh, related content or of his family or of his dog or of anything for that matter. He had two two pictures up on there, and one was of, uh, I think, him as uh, at Oklahoma, and the, and the other was him in the Pro Bowl. So when he says nonsense, what, is that, what does that say to you, Alex? I mean, I think it's, I, I, it's got to be directed at the media thinking that he's a bad leader, right? Or that that he doesn't love his teammates. This whole thing, according to him, is nonsense. I think it's an all encapsulating word um, to kind of, from his side, show what he thinks about the media hubbub and everything. Um, I listen. I don't know really if this was just putting a, um, you know, a, a topper on the can so it doesn't, you know, continue to spout out or if he really means it or whatever. But at least for now, it shows him defending himself, saying, whatever you think I am is wrong. Mm -hmm. And 
a lot of the time we've talked about how we don't know what Kyler Murray's thinking on a day-to-day basis. We don't know because he's not he's not a loudmouth, abrasive guy. And this is just kind of exacerbating the fact that we're trying to guess when he's scraped his Instagram account and all that stuff. Like, I, I take him at face value at this point because we have no reason not to. Yeah. You know, and I, and I think I know what he means by the nonsense. I mean, he is. He's a, he's a gamer. And, and I mean that beyond him sitting in his, his gaming chair and playing whatever the kids play and what he does for FaZe Clan. Uh, but he's, he's a gamer as far as a football player. He's more of, he's kind of a, just a jock. Just get the ball in my hands. Just get the stick in my hands and, and let's go out and let's play. Let's, let's leave the talking, you know, to everybody else. As far as the nonsense, you know, the false report or the debunked report you know, from the flagship station that, you know, he at halftime puts his earbuds in and calls his girlfriend. That's nonsense. That's, that's just mudslinging. And it's not even, you know, it's, it's not true for the most part from, you know, Kyle Odegaard said it, it's not uh, from an inside source. Uh, you know, as far as what Chris Mortensen saying is Kyle Murray feels like he's been scapegoated by the franchise. That seems like what he's pointing to as nonsense. When a guy who's usually tight lipped, all these things are kind of coming out uh, from who? Because you know Kyler Murray's probably not saying it. Is it people from his camp? Is it people from his, you know, is it his representatives? Kyler Murray himself, he's not about that nonsense. That's what I think he means. I think he means more of the media circus than really what's been going on between him and the organization because I would I would just completely speculate and guess that between the conversations that he's probably had between himself in the organization, whether it's Steve Kime, Cliff King, position coaches, anybody, we've been pretty pleasant and probably cleared up and cleared the air for the most part. I would, I would lend to agree with that as well. I mean, hopefully this is just something that is going to go away. Everything's going to be hunky-dory, Shangri-La, Xanadu, that we're moving forward from this. It's just This is just an off-season spat, and it was more much ado about nothing and and more of a miscommunication than anything. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, but, but at the same token, you know, this isn't nothing. This is a, a quarterback that is in a prime position to cash in, to, to get a huge extension, who has probably more leverage than the past, what, five, six quarterbacks coming off a rookie yeah. contract because of his multi-sport ability, um, because of where the organization was before him and where it is now. I think that Kyler Murray is in a position where the Arizona Cardinals have to go above and beyond any other organization and how they cater to their quarterback. Now, a lot of people think that's that's crazy and that that's, you know, you're going to enable this kid. But look, you have no other choice. You have to keep him in, in, in the, as an Arizona Cardinal. And I'm saying, it, it, as silly as it may seem, you get down on your knees, you know, and you... And, and you beg him to stay, you, you give him the money, obviously, you have that ability, and you do what he's asked for. You go out there, you change your uniforms, for God's sakes, and you get you go out there, and, and the biggest indictment, in my opinion, as far as Steve Kime, the general manager, is has been his inability to surround Kyler Murray with playmakers necessary for him to really thrive at the NFL level. Yeah, and it's interesting, like, I and we we get into a lot of this on Twitter. Just because you can list offensive players doesn't mean that they're good players and that they're going to elevate. I know you can list a roster of players that Jane, that Steve Kime has brought in 
but it's more of an indictment through the draft where he just misses everywhere. Yeah. Especially on offense. Like what is he done? And you say, Oh, well run down more. Cool. List off somebody on the roster. Fantastic. Good for you. I'm glad you watch football. That doesn't mean that Rondo Moore did anything to better this offense last year. He had one broken play touchdown against Patrick Peterson, and that was it. And then he had 11 receptions for 60-plus yards with his Jarvis Landry line a handful of games later, and he was hurt the rest of the year. Like, I don't know. Oh, Rondo Moore. Cool. Look awesome. You right watch now. the Cardinals. Look at the depth chart right now. Kyler Murray, I don't quarterback. I don't There's DeAndre Hopkins at your ex-wide receiver position. Yep. Maybe Rondale Moore at slot. But right now you have Boyd's at running back, Z-wide receiver, slot, tight end. Tight end. Yeah. All of like, them, Johnny. Like, there's Yeah, there's nobody. Like, they're <laughs> going to have to completely rework this thing this offseason, and this is the offseason you have to cater to Kyler Murray. Otherwise, he's going to say, what are we doing here? What are we doing? Why is Cliff Kingsbury the head coach? Why was I the guy that you pivoted to after Josh Rosen and, and that disastrous 2018 season? Do you not want to put me in the best position possible to be successful? Go out there and get me some guys to throw to, to hand the ball off to. As you mentioned, I mean, Steve Keim, one yeah. for 10, maybe drafting wide receivers, 0 for 4, 0 for 5 drafting tight ends. He's had some success at the running back position. Uh, you know, David Johnson, Andre Ellington, Chase Edmonds, you know, David Johnson had 18 months. Yeah. Now, now let me, I, it, it just, it just dawned on me. I'm, you know, I'm all about metaphors. I'm all about <laughs> comparisons. You know who Steve Kime is? Steve Kime is a guy that doesn't study all semester and ends up getting a C plus or C and passes at the end of the semester. He just punts punts. On the beginning of free agency, he punts on the draft and then trades later in the offseason and ends up getting a C-plus and keeping his job and keeping his scholarship or whatever grades where you need above a 2.0. That's Steve Kime. And imagine what would happen if you studied a little bit and you actually were ahead of the curve instead of the, oh, no, this is the Steve Kime special because he excremented the bed the whole offseason and then is able to rectify the situation a little bit with a couple names to keep the fan base placated and then looking at where we are at the end of the season after another disappointment, like, oh, well, if they would have drafted well, maybe they would have had a roster where they didn't have to trade for everybody and sign everybody in the offseason. Yeah. This isn't negativity. I'm sorry for people that see me as negative most of the time, okay? If you want me to sugarcoat the atrocity that is Steve Keim, I won't. Because somebody needs to hold him accountable, and obviously his boss doesn't. And we have new listeners every day. I, I just I can't swallow the idea of people thinking that we're in pro time camp here. I just can't. Yeah. I just can't. So when we have new listeners jumping on every day, I don't, we talk forward thinking about what this organization can do to get better. But we know that the Cardinals are handicapped by with who's by who's making the decisions. In, in the offseason, in the draft, as far as free agents consider. Or, or now, go. let me ask you a question before yeah. we pivot here. Right now, I am, and we could talk about this throughout the week, but I woke up this morning, and I, we were, I was on Twitter, I was reading a couple articles. They need to give Kyler Murray an extension tomorrow. Like, I don't know what we're waiting for here. Like, do you think that they need to pay him? Do you think that he deserves an extension at the end of next year? 
Yeah, he does. Okay, it, then it, what it, are we waiting for? It's a good question because the Chiefs, when they re-signed Patrick Mahomes, I mean, this next upcoming season, like he hasn't been collecting, like he hasn't been absorbing most of their salary cap the last two seasons since he's signed that mega extension. That finally hits in this this next offseason. He's also already restructured for the Chiefs to create more salary cap. So if Kyler Murray were to sign as an extension today, it would mean that it does it does that they're not going to just completely torpedo the Arizona Cardinals salary cap this season. It would likely be he would he would get paid what he's getting paid anyway on his rookie scale contract. And then you have that mega extension that would kick in after the 2023 season. That's probably what would happen. I that that yeah, that's why I'm like, what is this all about? Like, th- does the organization really have any second thoughts about the offensive rookie of the year, number one overall pick, two-time Pro Bowler, who's done already more than probably any other drafted quarterback in this organization has ever done through three seasons time? It's it's unreal. Uh, their ESPN says that a top free agent target, the Arizona Cardinals Ooh. would be his best destination this offseason but football it might be over but basketball's in full steam and both pro and college hoops also i got a text today from bet online that if the rams score at least one point in their season opener which is a pretty good bet it pays plus 100 at bet online They'll bet it right now if the rams score one point in their season opener in 2022 you got plus 100 odds you can make a decent chunk of change there uh, I know you're going to have to wait, you know, until the season opener for that to cash, but it's a pretty good odd in chance that that happens. The latest odds, totals, player performance, props, next fired coach, where he's going to land, betonline.net's your number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, news this offseason, and it's not just hoops. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC odds, right up to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today, use your cell, learn more about the trends in action, Bet online where the game starts. Starts. What are you doing here? What what is you know that? what I think about? You know what I think about when when I do that? Zoltan. <laughs> From Dude you know I'm talking about car? Dude Words My Car? Yeah. Wow. He was always late. Donkey Lips was the leader, or one of the leaders. Salute your shorts. Yeah. Zoltan. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know exactly what I'm talking yeah, about. Unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately, I, I don't know. I, I'm embarrassed that it's you're, you're referencing it on our podcast. But thanks for making us your first listen <laughs> each and every day here on Locked on Cardinals. You get that. That's what you get from this podcast. Zoltan. You don't get, you don't get just stats and bats. You don't just get uh, people just screaming into a microphone their opinions about what the Cardinals should do. Sure, you get that. But you also get uh, donkey lips and Zoltan and dude with <laughs> my car references. Camp on Awana, man. So ESPN.com took their, you know, stable of experts and analysts and they compiled the top 50 free agents and where they think the best destinations are for those. And the Arizona Cardinals just showed up instead of the 50 guys, which is kind of uh, a little deflating because they think the Arizona Cardinals need to be more aggressive than that. It's going to take one more than just one guy to get them over the hump. But they had J.C. Jackson the corner from the New England Patriots, uh, his best free agent destination is the Arizona Cardinals. And there's a couple of things that go into this. Obviously, J.C. Jackson's going to um, he's going to command a huge contract this offseason. Where are the Arizona Cardinals going to be able to create some cap space for that? And we have our ideas. But just as far as what, the, what ESPN put together here, 
J.C. Jackson, if he were to somehow make his way onto the Arizona Cardinals roster this offseason, it's an absolute slam dunk, bolsters their cornerback room uh, more so than, and could make probably more of an impact than any of the other available free agents out there that, you know, in 2022. Yeah, I mean, sure. Like, I don't know why we're so opposed here like in in the fans and the media to pay corn like when was the last time they paid a free agent corner that wasn't drake or patrick you know or somebody that retired before the season started because potentially he wasn't going to see any playing time like it's it's been a perennially punted on position after they drafted patrick peterson it's like you know what the the running joke forever was who's going to be patrick peterson's running mate who's Mm going to be cb2 oh it's going to be a college running back on, on opening day, great. Oh, it's going to be Justin Bethel, who Bruce Arians overtly despises and then called him the next great thing. Like, signing a corner so you can plug and play and have him and Byron Murphy, hopefully, I'm assuming they, they're going to re-sign Byron Murphy, and then Buda Baker and Jalen Thompson over the top, you have a formidable secondary for the future, which is something you can just set and forget, ideally. Because anybody coming from where J.C. Jackson comes from has the pedigree that not a lot of other free agent corners do, regardless of numbers. And where, where the Arizona Cardinals were successful last year, when they when they won 11 games early in the year, they were winning the takeaway battle. And J.C. Jackson continues to do what they were unable to do for so many seasons. Like they were at near the bottom of the league from like 2018 to about 2021, uh, as far as takeaways, interceptions. They were able to kind of remedy that a little bit this year. But, you know, J.C. Jackson is a ball-hawking corner. Him opposite Byron Murphy Jr. in this defensive secondary would be huge. It would become an instant strength for this team. You get Marco Wilson, you can take Marco Wilson, and you can develop him probably at a proper pace than just throwing him to the Wolves. Like, he had to to play way too many snaps in his rookie season. J.C. Jackson can help out with that. You got on the back end, Buda Baker and Jalen Thompson. I mean, that's just uh, that's a, that's an absolute strength right out of the gate. Don't get hung up on on salary cap. The Cardinals have a salary cap expert. I'm sure this guy's working around the co- the the clock trying to figure out how the Arizona Cardinals can create. You know, they've got like anywhere you know, depending on if you listen to over the cap or was it Spot Track, um, they've got anywhere between a million to two million dollars right now. They're gonna have to make some. So they're going to have to restructure some guys, maybe cut, maybe trade. We'll see. Every other team in the NFL makes it work. Yeah. And we've so already seen, De- yeah, DeAndre Hopkins already said he was willing to restructure when the Cardinals were poking around Julio Jones and Xavier Howard last offseason. I mean, he's it, it's going to take the a, a premier caliber player for him to go back to the negotiation table. But if you look at it, the Cardinals have – restructure candidates and DeAndre Hopkins, Rodney Hudson, DJ Humphreys, JJ Watt, Buda Baker, Matt Prater. Like they can create space by restructuring those guys. They could cut guys, DJ Humphrey, Justin Pugh, Andy Isabella, like, you know, Jordan Phillips, Jordan Hicks. There are guys that they can create space with. And then there's all, and it's like, they have the ability to create space if they wanted it. Yeah, for sure. So I mean, that's a myth. Yeah, it, it's a it's a myth. It's a myth. It's a damn myth. Absolutely. Um, you know, and and it's interesting. Like, I'm all for 
Like, so remember we talked about Peyton Manning yesterday, how I had this blanket statement, which obviously is a hundred percent act. Like it's not an, an absolute that once you pay a starting quarterback, everything goes downhill. You don't win again. Like, and winning is loosely defined. What do you, what do you equate to winning regular season success being in the playoffs every year or actually winning a Super Bowl? since I, I don't know who, once a quarterback gets paid, they don't win a Super Bowl, including Patrick Mahomes right now. He's been to the AFC Championship game a couple times, but you know, the, winning a Super Bowl after paying a quarterback isn't as um, you know prevalent as people would think. Now, with Peyton Manning, it was different a little bit, even though they gave him a lot of money. All of their money that offseason was put on the defense, all of it. TJ Ward and uh, AJ Bouye, like they got everybody and put it and spent their money on the defense, the linebacking core, mm-hmm. everything. Okay. So if the, if that's the Cardinals plan of attack and to double down on the defense, because regardless of what we think, the defense has more deficiencies right now, more question marks than the offense. You can get receivers. You can't always get linebackers to be impact makers. You can't always get corners to be impact makers because the defense is predicated upon instinct and trust. And the instincts that the Cardinals have right now on defense aren't fused together to build a great defense. They're good. They're fine. But they're not 100% always going to keep a team in games. Well, and what we've, yeah. I mean, what we've seen is it, our teams are spending money on defense and then they're drafting playmakers. I mean, yeah. the, it, as far as Los Angeles, the, the the Super Bowl champions, they drafted Cooper Cup. They drafted Cam Akers, the Bengals. They drafted all of those guys from T. Higgins to Tyler Boyd to Jamar Chase to Joe Mixon uh, to the Chiefs, Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. All those guys were drafted. The Arizona Cardinals don't have, like I said, the biggest indictment right now on Steve Kime is he hasn't he hasn't drafted any playmakers that are on the roster as of right now that Kyler Murray can rely upon. All he has is DeAndre Hopkins. That's all he has. And you can't tell me Rondell Moore and his 425 yards receiving from this past season. That's not enough. Yet. Yeah. Yet. And again, I don't... I just hope this isn't about the offensive scheme. I, just, I, I hope it's not about the play call. And this could be on Kyler Murray. Like... There, we don't know what it is. The offense was terrible the second half of the season. Aside from the Dallas game, the Chicago game, you can't point at that because they turned Andy Dalton over 38 times. Okay, mm-hmm. short fields galore. So as we're talking here, there are so many question marks. Yeah. After a team starting 7-0 and 10-2, and that's why we're not rainbows and butterflies all the time because we're realists, okay? We're not fans Okay, we're not mouthpiece for the organization. We're allowed to say what we want. And Mm -hmm. what I want to say a lot of time is you can be happy with happy to be here, but you should, regardless of how bad this organization has been since its inception, I know they won a couple championships, you know, in the 1800s, but you need, I want this team to strive for more and not just a winning record every year. Because if you think last year was an embarrassment, wasn't an embarrassment, I disagree. I think it was a huge embarrassment, even though they won more games than they lost. With all that being said, let's just throw up their home and away opponents for 2022, right? And already start to play glorified weather forecasters with their schedule. And I'll tell you this, Cardinals are going to once again have more wins on the road than they have at home. Wait till you see this murderer's row as far as home opponents. We'll get into it all here. Locked on Cardinals. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at Locked on AZ Cards, at Clancy's Corner, 
and at Bob Brack. Whether you're on home or you're on the road, hopefully you have your old trusty built bar. It's mm. your secret weapon as far as eating healthy, but also eating eating great tasting protein bars. It's the best tasting protein bar on the market. Built bar. They've got the puffs, which are protein-infused marshmallows. They're always co- covered in 100% real chocolate. They're delicious. And you don't have to like compromise nutrition for that because most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, just 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. You compare that to a candy bar, which is probably your alternative. You're just going to put all that nonsense in your body, and it's bad news for you. It means probably weight gains and uh, it's not good for you. Save some cash these days, too. Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. That's using the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Com, Zoltan. Wow. Back here on Lockdown Cardinals. Give me a one up, shot. Uh, it's, it could be one shot. I'm not going to talk about it again. Okay. All right. Got it. Uh, I think people are up to speed now. Um <laughs> The Arizona Cardinals, their opponents are set for the 2022 season. We pretty much knew this, but, uh, you know, the team tweeted it out at Lockdown AZ, or I'm sorry, at AZ Cards. And, uh, man, their home opponents, it's just kind of, it's jaw dropping. Sure, you've got the NFC West. It's already the toughest division in the league. You've got uh, the Rams. You've got the Niners. You've got the Seahawks. Then you got the Bill Belichick and squad coming in. Him and Mac Jones, they're going to come into town. You've got the Philadelphia Eagles, who are a playoff team. You have the New Orleans Saints that are a quarterback away from being a big-time problem. You've got one of the best young quarterbacks in Justin Herbert coming to town. You have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who you think are going to be aggressive as far as replacing Tom Brady, already one of the better rosters in place. Just need that QB position figured out. And then, oh yeah, Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Tyreek Hill coming to town. An absolute just nightmare schedule at home for the Arizona Cardinals. But then when you look at the away uh, uh, opponents, you've got your NFC West guys, which are tough. But then you have the Vikings. That's probably a team that's going to be a little bit in a rebuild under a new head coach. You've got the Denver Broncos, who still lack a quarterback. We'll see what happens with uh, if they can go mulling around and find uh, an actual quarterback that can make plays. Carolina, you would say it's actually a, a good game, but the Arizona Cardinals somehow Brutal. lose to the Panthers all the time, and then the Falcons and, and the Raiders. Uh, yeah. Much more full away schedule for the Cardinals home. Not to say, I mean, it's a second place. It's going to be tough. You're taking on a tough division in the AFC West, and you've got a couple tough teams in the NFC South. Yeah, and um, unfortunately, if this past year was any indicator, the Cardinals are much you know weaker at home than on the road. So, you know, it like the one thing that I look at with home schedules with, with away schedules is how many cold weather teams are they going to be playing? And that's only one. That's the beauty of being the NFC West. Like, unless it's cold and rainy up in, up in Seattle, they're only, they're going to Denver. And if that's early in the season, they're going to be on easy street. Cause obviously Minnesota is a dome and they're not going to have to worry about the elements. Now, can you put that up one more time? Yeah. Cause so the Cardinals had what two primetime games this year. Mm, yeah. Right. So we're looking at potential primetime games of the Chargers, the Chiefs at home, and then on the road, you might get, because they're, oh, no, did they have three? Did they have three? Oh, no, because Dallas was an afternoon game. It wasn't unless, a night game, right? Unless you consider, if you consider Christmas a primetime game. Oh, that was three then. Three. Okay. Yeah, I guess. Um, that's right, because Dallas, they played Sunday afternoon. Like, 
They had Thursday one of the, night football and they had Monday night football and they had Christmas. They played yeah, the Rams Monday night. They played Green Bay Thursday night. And then they, they played on Christmas. That's right. And you would think that because they play um, nine home games that the Thursday night game is going to be a home game, which kind of sucks. I mean, you kind of want your short week, which is a weird week, to maybe not be at home. Um, ugh. Like, who knows about the Saints? Like, I feel like we have this knee-jerk reaction to like look at the leg these teams the saints don't have a quarterback the bucks don't have a quarterback you know the patriots are we don't know what that offense is going to look like so the cardinals are playing four teams who don't know you know really who their quarterback's going to be so that's i mean that's not bad if if kyler murray if kyler murray is the guy that everybody believes he is and that's why i always get shocked when people are like oh i can only find so many wins on this if kyler murray is the guy that you believe he can be and he taps into it, and he plays at that MVP caliber level, hopefully more spread out throughout the season instead of at the front and then drop off at the back. There are wins on here that the Cardinals could beat teams that are perceived to be better than them. Sure, there's the losses on here, like we've seen it to like Carolina far too many times. But if you look at it, I mean, the Arizona Cardinals went 4-2 and two against the West. You know, that's going to be a big key. Can they duplicate that success? You know, anything below 3-3, three and three, that's a big issue for the Arizona Cardinals within the division, but they should beat Philly. You're right. You know the Saints probably should win that one. the The Chargers are armed with with a developing quarterback who's dangerous, but for whatever reason they they missed the playoffs again because their their coach called a timeout. Um, they went nine and eight. I mean, there's some. They're definitely flawed teams and if they're coming into your house, like you should be the favorite to win that game. But we we know that only goes so far with the Cardinals. But huh. I mean, I can see that the, this is not, you know, a schedule. And, and at this point in the rebuild, or at this point in this, as far as the franchise goes, they shouldn't be, if they are dogs, that far underdogs. Otherwise, they're not doing their jobs correctly. Um, you know, I they should be in in the conversation again to to make a playoff spot, no matter how hard their home slate looks. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Um. And this is why I think moving forward, and I'm actually warming up more and more to this, going back to kind of boomerang back to the Kyler Murray talk, I think they have to pay him this offseason. Like, I think if you want unified front moving forward, it starts with him. Yeah. So you know what? Maybe this is the maybe this is all, you know, a pay me ploy because, you know, I was listening actually to Jody Ayler, Fox Sports 910, Bo and I both worked with him um, at, at different times. He brought mm-hmm. up a really good point that, Lamar Jackson hasn't gotten paid, hurt. Baker Mayfield hasn't gotten paid, hurt. Carson Wentz got paid early, but they got off of it because it wasn't, a, It wasn't even the Deshaun Watson contract is eons less because they paid him early. So I think business-wise, optics-wise, stability-wise, they know Kyler Murray's the guy. Cheese it for him. <laughs> like, like, like it, let's roll. Cause going into the off season, if free agents know that Kyler Murray's the guy for the next four years, they're yeah. much more apt to sign than like, Oh, what if I sign a three-year deal and Kyler is gone? Like yeah. look at Mike Evans situation now in Tampa Bay. What is that going to be like after signing an extension? So yeah, this is just leading me to believe that it's time that, that it's time. And looking at that schedule, looking at all the other teams that don't have quarterbacks yet. It's like, the Cardinals have one, and they should solidify it. They should. 
We'll continue that conversation. We'll continue our off-season conversation here on Locked On Cardinals. Make sure you follow on Twitter at Locked On AZ Cards. You subscribe to the YouTube channel and you follow along Alex at Clancy's Corner and follow me, Bob Rock at Bob Rack. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day here on Locked On Cardinals. Now make Locked On Bets your second listen of the day. Uh, they're going to get you geared up for tonight's gambling slate, NBA, NHL. They're going to hook you up. Lee Sterling and your boy Q, you don't want to miss it. It's only about 10, 12 minutes. All the information that you need to build your stack. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. We'll talk to you on Thursday.